unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today, man? Nathan, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been two weeks since we were on the air together recording these episodes. And from looking at the show notes today, I'm excited about this week. Yeah, I am too. Why don't we jump right into it? We've got so much to cover. And for today's show, I'd like you to imagine that you could get on the Copywriters Podcast time machine and travel back 31 years to 1990. Location, Key West, Florida, one of Gary Halbert's legendary week-long seminars. Let's take this one step further. After you get off the time machine and onto the ground, you find out that you've been selected to write copy on the spot under Gary's watchful eye for people who attended the <laughs> seminar. <laughs> what an opportunity. Well, since all that is imaginary, you'll be happy to know that the guy who is just chortling is someone who's actually been there and done that, and he's going to tell us all about it. Uh, our guest today is Richard Dennis. For 17 years, Richard drove a bus up and down Collins Avenue on Miami Beach. And I'm guessing this was before they had severe curfews. His first attempts at starting businesses on the side didn't work. But then he started writing sales letters for local businesses, and that worked. And in 1990, Gary Halbert actually did invite Richard to write for Halbert's clients at his Seminar by the Sea in Key West. Richard says he had experiences and made connections there that changed his life. And before we talk about that, I'd like to share this life-changing information with you. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Now, Richard's going to share a lot of his experiences from those exciting days for many of us in the direct marketing copywriting community. And at the end of the show, he'll tell you about an intriguing offer where you can get to use some of his copy at no charge. Richard, welcome, and thanks for being here. Uh, thanks, David. Yeah, I'm very happy to be with you today. So maybe you could start by um, telling us the story of what happened at the Halbert Seminar that saved your son's life. Yeah, I made a connection at uh, at that seminar in uh, in uh, 1990. <clears throat> uh, a year before the seminar in uh, September of 1989, my wife and I were at Miami Children's Hospital, and the doctor told us our son had Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and the prognosis was wheelchair by age eight, and uh, his muscles would wither away. He wouldn't be able to breathe finally, and uh, he he he'd die about age 16. Uh, and, uh, we, we were devastated. We had three daughters and, and, uh, the, the doctors just offered no hope and we needed hope. And 
I, I had to find something. Uh, and, you know, in his, in his newsletter, Halbert uh, promoted other vendors that he liked. And one of the ones that, that uh, he mentioned a number of times was a, 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 another newsletter uh, uh, writer up in Virginia. And he promoted alternative health practitioners. And every month he'd write a, a story about uh, the results some alternative practitioner was getting. And so anyway, a couple of weeks after I got back home from Halbert's seminar, I get a, a letter from this guy. And he's been watching what Halbert's doing. And uh, Halbert has his seminar by the sea, and this guy is now promoting his seminar in the woods up in uh, Virginia, about 80 miles north of Roanoke. Okay. And this letter, you know, I, I was, I got to admit, I was a little full of myself, having spent a week with Halbert and all these great copywriters. And I looked at this letter, and, and, and he's charging the same amount for his seminar as Halbert was, $7,000. And you know, I, I wanted to find help for my son, but there's no way I could afford that. So I sat down with his letter and started making some notes. And then I wrote him and, and FedExed him a package offering a deal where uh, I would come to a seminar and uh, write copy for him after viewing the, the uh, practitioners he had at the seminar. And he would comp me <laughs> the seminar. So I get a letter back, and he says, "Yeah, come on up, you and your wife, uh, both come." So, <clears throat> so we did. In that week we spent in Virginia, I uh, connected with a number of people, and one in particular really intrigued Cheryl and me. And within a month, we flew the whole family out to Long Beach, California, for treatment for my son. Uh, and I worked out an exchange with that doctor to help promote him, and uh, got free treatment. And over the years, we made many trips out to Long Beach, and what I saw with my son was better strength and uh, better mobility. Uh, he, he could ride a bicycle, and uh, boys with Duchenne muscular dystrophy could never do that. Uh, we traveled all over the country, did all kinds of things. Uh, it, you know, it, it did not save his life, but his life was several years longer than the, uh, the doctors had predicted. So. Uh, it was that, and, you know, we had more time with him. He had more time to do good things, things that he liked. And so it was, uh, uh, it was a big win for us. Yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned that. And, um, now that we're coming back to normal, um, people are going to be able to go to seminars again. And I, uh, I made, I made connections at a Halbert seminar a couple years after the seminar by the sea that really changed the course of my life as well. I met Don Carlton, David Deutsch, Ted Nicholas, Dan Kennedy, um, and it goes on from there, a lot of other people. Um, but I, you'd mentioned something about a love letter story, and I, I, I'd like to know more about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in copywriting, any, any kind of persuasion, the key is excitement. And I, I, I watched Halbert. And I saw how he wrote ads. He had a yellow legal pad, and he wrote a pen on this pad. No computer, no typewriter. You know, somebody in the office would, would do that. And uh, uh, so when, when I'd write an ad, I'd, I'd write like 500 words, and I'd think, wow, great start. And I watched Halbert, and he wrote an ad, and he'd write 500 words, and he'd throw it away. <laughs> and who 
was that was very disappointing to me uh, to see that. So for for him, the ad began where he found excitement, and it would take him a while to juice up to find the excitement. And oh wow, you know, it's a problem I see with a lot of copywriters. They 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 write whatever they write, but they they need to start with the excitement. That's so cool. Let me let me let me stop you a second. So what you're saying is. He would write, and if there was no excitement, he'd toss it out and start again. If there's no excitement, and all of a sudden, boom, like a lightning bolt, the excitement would hit, and it, it hit through working and through exploring, and that's when he knew he had it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was when I finally understood. So anyway, I had been dating in high school uh, this uh girl who was a the younger sister of my best buddy and now i go to college and i'm in eugene oregon and she's in chicago so we're two thousand miles apart and we're not exclusive uh she was fun a lot of guys calling her and i'm thinking how how can i win this <laughs> somehow i had to be more exciting than these other guys were i i had to had to get her juices flowing and She's a, she's a smart girl. She'd skipped a grade in high school, which was very unusual. Uh, and her dominant desire was to go to college. So I wrote her uh, lots and lots of letters about college life, what I did, what I saw, uh, what was unique. And what I wanted to do was make her laugh. I, and my letters demanded that she laugh. And I, I would think through every sentence I wrote, every word. You know, what's going to happen in her mind when she reads this? <clears throat> okay, so it's it's working. You know, we're, we're, we we have a good relationship in writing going on. And then one, late, one day I get a letter back from her, and uh, she says, you know, you, you're, that, that letter you wrote was so funny. Uh, my mother thought it was hilarious. And I said, your mother? <laughs> I, I knew this girl. Uh, she liked some danger in her life, but I had become so undangerous. She's reading my love letters to her mother, and I uh, thought, uh, not good. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that relationship didn't last. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess the uh, lesson there is every copywriter has a few uh, failures before they <laughs> have that great success. Um, now, do you know the difference between the kind of hot seats Gary did and the kind of hot seats Jay Abraham did? Can you talk about that? Uh, sure. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, topics. Uh, <clears throat> my mother had retired from IBM, and uh, she wanted to start a consulting business. And I had just read about Jay Abraham's protege seminar out in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and uh, this was 1989. and. I said, you know, we, we ought to go out. It was $15,000, which I didn't have. So I said, you know, you and I ought to go out there. <laughs> with with your, your pension and my smarts, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, she says, no, but, but you go. I'll, I'll pay for you to go. So I did <clears throat> and uh, spent a week with Jay Abraham and there was there was so much there. He had like five or six regular trainers, and then he brought in another six or eight uh, people who came in and did one time training. And it was a, it was an amazing week. Uh, but what fascinated me the most was the hot seats. I had never seen such a thing before. 
And the way Jay did it was he would get one business, and there's 175 of us in the audience, uh, 175 who paid $15,000 each. So he would get uh, one, uh, one of these guys, a business owner, up front with him, and Jay would ask him some questions for about five or six minutes, and then Jay would just go off. As, as Gary Halbert said, you know, his mind is like popcorn, and, and it was. Uh, and <clears throat> Jay, would, Jay would come up with all kinds of copy points and uh, headlines and business strategies, and, and he, he could go for like 20 minutes or so uh, without taking a breath, uh, solving all this guy's uh, advertising problems. So it was really impressive. And, uh, and and then when I got to Halbert's seminar, Halbert did the, the hot seats a totally different way. Uh, he would get up in front with one of his attendees, and th- we had eight copywriters there. And he would take three copywriters with him. And they would all ask questions of the, the business owner. And uh, as, as uh, they, start, they started to assimilate this, they would all start giving out ideas. And then once that died down a little bit, uh, Halbert yelled at the other five copywriters in the back of the room, copywriters, headlines, 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 give me headlines, copywriters. Uh, and I was shocked. I, I'd, I'd never done this before. I was not prepared. Uh, you know, I had sent a couple of these guys that were sitting next to me, the copywriters, I, I noticed uh, they were reading their notes. Well, this thing's going on up in front, and uh, I'm thinking, huh? They should be paying attention, <laughs> but but they all knew what was coming, and I didn't, and uh, so they were prepared, and they started shouting out headlines, <clears throat> and uh, uh, you know, they they give five or six headlines for every one that that I could come up with. So, <clears throat> uh, anyway, I, I learned a lesson from that, and I. I knew I had to be prepared next time, and and uh, I, I, I saw I saw how important it was to record everything, which Howard did. And then when when I went home, I went to the library. You know, back in the old days, I uh, went through microfiche, and uh, I created a list of fifteen hundred headlines from Cosmopolitan and Reader's Digest, and and so forth. And uh, and, and I, I used that for many many years. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a few great lessons in that story, which is a wonderful story. I, I've never heard it before. I didn't quite know how it worked. And that's a, a pretty gruesome blow-by-blow detail of exactly how it worked at, at Halbert's <laughs> seminar. So I, I'd i like to say, for me, the lesson is, if you have an idea, write it down. Just don't doubt, don't pause, don't be afraid, just do it. And then let the next one come. And don't worry about looking good when you're sitting in the back of the room. <laughs> Just write the stuff down. Uh, you know. But anyway, great story. Um, do you have a uh, story about a veterinarian reading obituaries? I mean, this this were they cat obituaries, dog ob- I mean, what kind of obituaries? What what's that? Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, 
I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in LA's famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. This guy was a Missouri veterinarian. He mostly worked on horses. And, you know, and, and one thing I had learned uh, from Halbert, for sure, was to record everything. Like Halbert and John Carlton would fly out to Los Angeles when they needed to do an infomercial and interview, you know, tell, tell uh, Jay Abraham the details and interview him. Uh, and just let Jay go. And, uh, you know, they record this and they'd come back and they basically had all their work done for them. <laughs> so I went to Radio Shack and bought this gizmo that would hook my phone up to a tape recorder uh-huh. uh, back, back, back in the old days. Uh, so I was ready. And this veterinarian was actually also the CEO of a company that I bought products from. Uh, he didn't just treat horses. He, he had uh, nutritional products for people. And I and there was a product that I really liked. And he called me up one day and he, he asked for help. He knew I'd had some success. He asked for help with, uh, with his own advertising. And so, you know, I get him on tape uh, and, and I have him do his presentation. And his presentation is kind of centered on veterinarians versus doctors. You know, and and that breaks down to nutrition, that's how veterinarians treat animals, versus chemicals, that's how doctors treat humans. <clears throat> and uh, and then then he pulls out this sheaf of of all these clippings, and they're from magazines and newspapers, and he's got dozens and dozens of clippings, uh, and he starts reading them, and and they're obituaries. They're obituaries of doctors who died before their time. Uh, you know, you figure the life expectancy is probably 75, and these guys are dying in their 30s and 40s and, and 50s. Uh, and I don't think he went, uh, he, they, were, they were all younger than 60, these obituaries. And, and, and I got his point, you know, uh, why, why would you trust these guys when they're dying? <laughs> so anyway, I, I, finish, I finish up this uh, conversation with him. And I've got the recording, and I go over the recording a couple of times, and I pull out this headline helper that I worked out after going to Halbert's seminar in, in Key West and being embarrassed down there. And I, I, I go through and, come, you know, I write down some ideas, and, and, uh, and, and I listen to the tape some more, and then all of a sudden it hits me. Uh, dead doctors don't lie. Oh my God! I that's a very famous ad. I remember that ad. I didn't know you wrote it. Yes, yeah, oh, yes. <clears throat> so uh, at any rate, uh, I'm I'm thinking through. Funny, uh, you know, I, I it scares me because I know it's going to piss people off, and I, I don't want to do that. But on the other hand, uh, it has a. I like alliteration. I love alliteration and. Dead doctors don't lie. Uh, really appealed to me, and plus it had a double meaning. You know, they, they don't lie because they're dead, and uh, 
once they're dead, they, they wish they hadn't lied, maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm deciding not to use that title. And then I think, you know, you're a friggin' idiot. It, it's, this is you and some Missouri veterinarian. Nobody's going to hear this. Nobody's going to pay any attention to this. You don't need to worry about pissing anybody off. So I went ahead and used it. And, uh, uh, of course, it became the number one promotion in the history of network marketing. Uh, and Doc, Doc actually worked out uh, deals with 20 other companies to license that tape. Oh, my God. It, it was the tape he made for you? Because I remember, I'm starting to remember that thing going around now, and I had no idea where it came from. But that, that tape was originally the tape he made for you? Well, that tape was originally, the one that we used was originally titled Wichita Seminar. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's going to listen to a tape that's titled Wichita Seminar. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, well, people you know, listen was, to a song called Wichita Lineman. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doc was not Glenn Campbell. So. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's, that's pretty amazing. And uh, I love the fact that you um, balked. You, you said, no, I can't do this. And, and then your reasoning mind or your, ambition or whatever it was uh came to the fore and said no this is this is good this is going to work we're going to do this i mean who's going to know anyway and then of course the whole world knows that's sort of funny uh you you have a story about john carlton and your john carlton lesson yeah the way halbert worked this deal was he had 45 attendees at his seminar and there were eight copywriters and so the way copy, he didn't pay copywriters. The way you made any money on this was you got eight, you got, you know, again, eight copywriters. So you got either five or six of these attendees were yours. Uh, and, and you could work out an arrangement with them. You'd do what they wanted and you'd get paid based on how productive whatever you created for them was. So, however, the way the way <laughs> the, the, the way you chose who you got to work with was by seniority, and I'd been around for like eighteen hours <laughs> when uh, when this came down. So I got the last five people on the list after all the other forty had been had been chosen. I got the last five, and. <clears throat> Uh, it was, it, it didn't, it didn't turn out all that well. There, there were some crazies that I got. So anyway, uh, I, and, and people who were just unprepared, they, they were not, not really business people. They were coming to Halbert's seminar, hopeful that something good would happen. So, so anyway, I, I get home and you have about three months to create this, uh, advertising forum. And. I'm working on stuff, and I would fax it into Halbert's office. And so, uh, what I what I was working on, and I get a call from Carlton one day, and uh, uh, Carlton says, "I want to go over your copy with you," <laughs> which sounded ominous. Right. <laughs> and uh, so he starts reading this one ad I I was writing, and he read the first sentence. 
And then he said, so what? And he read the second sentence, and he said, so what? And the third sentence. And every once in a while, he'd hit a sentence where he didn't say, so what? And I'm thinking, well, I really nailed that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the point that I got, uh, and I I have used so what myself uh, ever since then for for my own copy, is you got to get into their mind. You you have to you have to do something that something that really connects with them. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, they're just saying, "So what? You're you're out of the game." So that, uh, it was it was an important lesson. Yeah, um, I I could say so what, but that'd be rude. No, that's 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 a really really good story. <laughs> now we we've only got a few more minutes, so obviously you know how to write network marketing copy that makes a lot of money. Um, and you're offering people a chance to use some of it. Um, could you fill in the details on that? Yeah. What I have had success with, you know, most, most people in, uh, in, in network marketing write about the business opportunity and what I have had success with over time, beginning with the veterinarian was writing about a product. And uh, as you pointed out at the beginning of this, you, you have to be careful. You have to be with the right company. You have to have it approved uh, because you can get into trouble if you do things wrong. Uh, but if you if you are in a situation where you're allowed to do things right, it can be uh, it can be very effective because what 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 I saw is that people who are happy with the product become your most enthusiastic uh, distributors and, and recruiters. So. Anyway, uh, and, you know, and I, I talk about this a bit at uh, where I do it is where you and I met on LinkedIn.com. So mm-hmm. if they go to uh, and I I got a URL for my LinkedIn page, which is linked leg, L-I-N-K-E-D-L-E-G.com. And if they go there, we can connect and, and we can talk about uh, writing copy for them for, to promote these products that uh, that that I know. Uh, I know how to promote and I, I know, you know, I've had my own great results with them and I know that the company is okay with what we do. That That's cool. And we will put that in the show notes as well. Um, so we're coming right up, butting up against half an hour. This, this is wonderful. Um, thank you. I, um, I did not, um, I did not realize, uh, you, you had written dead doctors don't lie, but that was legendary for, so many years and probably seen some other of your stuff that you've been too modest to tell us about. But um, anyway, thank you. Thank you, Richard. This, this was great. Um, Nathan, anything you want to say before we sign off? I'm just going to say dead doctors don't lie was one of those pieces of marketing that actually shaped my worldview. So uh, every once in a while, uh, a, a piece of copy or a piece of marketing comes out that is like, holy cow, like world changing. And that one, that one for me was one of those. So I'm, I'm, uh, I didn't know that you had written that either. So I'm, I'm stoked that we got to have this conversation with you today. Yeah, Richard, I don't think you came on uh, copywriters podcast to get two new fanboys, but you got them. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> you. 
All right. Awesome. Thank you, Richard, for coming on. And if you, the listener, want to check out more episodes, you can always head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. Subscribe. Give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, we will catch you later. See you later. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app so we can get into ears of more listeners. Thank you. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.